Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you, Lord, just for the liberty, Lord, does in this morning's service, Lord. I just, uh, Lord, thank you for all these people, Lord. And I just know, Lord, that it's got to be your spirit, Lord, that touched our hearts. And your words just got to get in there and get a root. And, Lord, I just pray today, Lord, that today would be the day even for someone or just for some of all of us, Lord. And just, uh, Lord, we even settle our accounts, Lord, like that, like that song said. And, Lord, we just go on living for you and in your way. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. John chapter 18, if you would, this morning. John chapter 18. And in verse number 28, it says, Then led Jesus from, I don't even know how you say that word, Caiaphas, is that right? Unto the hall of judgment, and it was early. And they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but they that, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? And they answered and said unto him, if he were not a male factor, we would have not delivered him up unto thee. Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him and judge him according to your own law. You know, Pilate's saying here, he said, you know what, I don't want, don't give him this responsibility. I don't want nothing to do with him, all right? You guys go, you, it's your guys' problem. You guys go deal with it. You guys judge him according to your laws, right? And he says, Take him and judge him according to your law. Verse number 31. The Jews therefore said unto him, Is it is not lawful for us to put any man to death. Oh, yes, won't you? We're going to push our problems off on you. That the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall and again called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself? Or did others tell it to thee? Tell it to thee of me. Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and chief priests have not delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? And Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then they, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? And Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? I think today's day and age, this is probably one of the greatest questions right now. Other than, you could know, you know, uh, where are you? You know, there's all these other great questions in the Bible. But as far as one of the greatest questions that I see that's probably relevant to this time is what is truth? You know, we are living in this day and age. You can't get it from your television. You can't. You turn on. I mean, I'm just going to call it CNN does not stand. I've said it before, does not stand for Christian News Network. If you can stand there and listen to CNN for 10 minutes. Something's wrong. I'm just going to say, because I'm just, I mean, we got a family member and we go over to his house periodically and he's got CNN on. He doesn't, we're not of the same mind. We are not of the same unity. We are not of the same faith. And when he turned that stuff on and you sit there and you listen to it and I just, what in the world are these people talking about? They don't even believe their own words that are coming out of their mouth. 
They don't. You can watch it and see it. They're all, what is truth? They're not concerned about what the truth is. You know what they're concerned about? Being first. They won't be number one. And if you tune in to watch it, they're going to be number one. Because you're watching. It's all about rating. It's all about money. What is truth? They don't care about that. They want to care about selling a story. Schools today don't teach truth. For years, they have not taught truth. They've taught evolution. They've taught you came from monkeys. They don't teach creation. Now it goes on into trans whatever it is, ism. You know what I'm saying? Back then they called it transsexuals. Right? Because it was a sex thing. Now they just want to switch the name to make it sound like it's it's acceptable. Which it's not. It's a perversion. It's sin. It's a lust of the flesh. That's what it is. That's the truth. You know, pretty soon, I guess, I mean, I, I told you before, like last Wednesday, I was looking at new trucks. You know, I don't can't really afford a $7,000 car. So maybe if I go steal one and I get caught for it, I'll just say, you know what? I, I didn't steal it. I permanently borrowed it. <laughs> I mean, you see how ridiculous it sounds? I didn't steal it. I just permanently borrowed it. Is that what it's going to come down to now? You got people... Going in, I went in there to Fred Meyer to get some new jeans. Guy just pushed a whole shopping cart of Levi's right out the front door. I'm not stealing them. I'm just permanently borrowing them. What is truth? Politicians. I believe the Bible. I believe this set the precepts from all the politicians from now on. What is truth? They don't know. They don't care. They don't. I've seen, and I'm not even going to call them out, but you just got to watch it. You get some speakers in there, well, you know that this is, I mean, it looks like they're half drunk when they're talking. And then you get to this end of this, you're like, I just wasted five minutes listening to this person. I don't even know what they said. They just babble about nothing. My hope ain't in that. I don't want to get ahead of the message, but you know what I mean? It's just, you got to judge now. Who, do, who doesn't have what she's... I'm not a biologist. So I don't know the difference between a man and a woman. Right. You're stupid. Amen. You're an idiot. Amen. That's how... I mean, you can figure that out in kindergarten in the first grade. Okay, second grade. <laughs> what is truth? You know, honestly, I don't think Pilate... I don't think he even knew the truth. I don't. He's a politician. He got raised up like that. That's what I think. Not doctrine. Being around those all those kind of people. Stories that are told, oh yeah, we had to go over here and do this, you know, just to do that so we could rip this guy off. But then we said this. We covered it up. The stories that are told, and he heard about them. What is truth? I like. There's this one podcast. It's not a podcast. You have a YouTube thing. I won't mention it. But he's he gets he interviews people, and it's kind of been an eye opener to me because people tell their stories, and 
You know, it just gives you a reality that you, you shouldn't really judge people because you don't know what they've been through. You don't. You don't. Some of these people have been through a lot of, a lot of stuff. But he interviewed this one guy. His name was Michael Franzisi. This guy was uh, 18th richest mobster ever lived. Now listen to this whole interview on him interviewing this mobster guy, and you can just tell this guy, this guy's a mobster. <laughs> I mean, he's just clean cut. And I mean, he ran a gasoline scam. Some of you probably heard of it back in the 80s. He was making, I think is what he said, like 5 to $10 million a week. Just he, he created his own gas station. I think it was even more than that. I think it was more. Created he, he was getting all the tax from all these gas stations and keeping it all. And he created his own little tax, his own little thing. He was, he was keeping all the money between all these guys. Right? I mean, it's pretty neat. But you listen to his stories and he goes, yeah, I just, you know, bribed these politicians over here, paid them some money, did this, you know, and that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. What is truth? That's the truth. He was telling you the truth. The deception and the lies, the money, the murders that Pilate had witnessed, talked about, the deceit. Even having to listen to some philosopher come over to your house. When the snail crawls across the ground, what are you talking about? Get out of here. What is truth? You know, I don't think he wanted to kill Jesus. He says there in verse number 38, And Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. I mean, this guy just said he was going to be a king. That's got to be a little threat. A little one. But he's like, you know what? I heard about this guy. Jesus. You know, he's curious. In verse number, look at verse number 34. Jesus answered him, saying, Sayest thou this thing of thyself? Or let me back up. I apologize. In verse number 33. Then Pilate entering into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself? Or did others tell to thee of thee? I mean, God don't ask questions like that. He's like, look, do you want to know? Or is this just something the other Jew guys was telling you? You really want to know who I am? You know, you can know who Jesus is. Or you can follow after the other way. He's curious. Verse number 37, he tells him the truth. He says, Thou sayest that I am king. To this end was I born. For this cause I came into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. You know what? He doesn't even know the truth and it's standing right there in front of his face. Man, his wife, turn over there to Matthew real quick. We're in Matthew chapter 27. We're going to flip a few passages. You get the full story of all this when throughout all these Gospels. It's just a blessing. Matthew chapter 27. This is the only one that records this. Matthew chapter 27. 
Matthew chapters 27 and verse number 19. I mean, he's sitting there at the judgment seat. He's getting ready to release Barabbas. And his wife comes up to him. This is Pilate. She comes up to Pilate. And when she sat down, when he sat down at the judgment seat, verse number 19, his wife sent unto him saying, have thou nothing to do with this just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. And even his wife had a little vision about, you know what? Don't have nothing to do with him. And now all this turmoil is kind of coming up and saying, he's like, what is truth? And he's torn between these two things. Look at John chapter 19. John chapter 19 gives you a little bit further uh, of how Pilate was. I say he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to go through with killing him. John chapter 19 and verse number 6. Said when the chief priest therefore and the officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. And Pilate saith unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have we have a law, and by our law we he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was more afraid. Man, he was scared. He didn't want to do it. And he went out in the judgment hall and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have the power to crucify thee and to have power to release thee? And Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given to thee from above. Therefore he that delivered unto thee hath the greater sin. I imagine that was a little bit of comforting words to Pilate. You know what, buddy? Do what you got to do. But those other guys, it's a greater sin for them. Verse number 12. And from thenceforth, Pilate sought to release him. You know what? He didn't want to kill him. He didn't want to. I don't think he did. So therefore, you know what I find? I find there's hindrances to the truth. There can be hindrances to the truth. I see a hindrance here in his position and his authority. Verse number 19 and verse number 12. It says, And from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Oh, man. You might have to lose your position. I don't want to lose my position. I don't want to have to answer to Caesar for all this is going to go down. What is truth? Man. And when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement, but in the Hebrew Gabbath. They said, you know what? He, he brought him over. He didn't want to explain to everybody. He wanted to be accepted. Look at turn over there to Mark chapter Mark chapter fifteen. So we're going to turn to a few places. 
Mark chapter 15. He knew why that he's going to deliver him. Mark chapter 15, verse number 10. Back up to verse number 7. And there was one named Barabbas, which lay down bound, which lay bound with them that had made insurrection with him, who had committed murder in the insurrection. And the multitude crying aloud began to desire him to do as he had ever done unto them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had delivered them for envy. There's envy in that thing. Envy in that position. Envy in that authority. Envy is going to hinder you in the truth. You're going to follow after Jesus? These Pharisees didn't like him. They didn't like it that, that he was going to take their authority. He didn't like it that they were. Jesus is now, it's like, who's it? We were the one everybody came to. We were, everybody came to us. Now this other guy, the carpenter's son, how, where did he learn all this stuff? I like that one verse where it says over there, it says, and the soldiers go to get him. They're like, never a man spake like this man. And that's how it was. He said the multitudes followed after him. He fed 4,000. He fed them all. And the Pharisees hated it. This guy, he's over here teaching truth. They're going to take our, he's taking my position away. He's taking my authority away. He's taking my traditions away. They don't care about the truth. They care about a position. They care about an authority. You know, I I see hindrances also to to the truth. There's popularity and being accepted. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta see this. Mark chapter 15 and verse number 15, verse 27. And with them, Mark chapter 15 and verse number 27, and with him they crucified two thieves, the one on his right hand and the other on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith as he numbered, he was numbered with the transgressors. And they that passed by railed on him, wagging their heads and saying, Ah, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself and come down from the cross. So what they're using their own words against him. Hey, come on, come on down from there. But we know now that we read this, you know, that's not what he's talking about. But look at this. Likewise, also the chief priests mocking said amongst themselves with the scribes, he saved others himself he cannot save. Let Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross that he may, that we may see and believe. And look at this. And they that were crucified with him reviled him. You're dying on a cross next to Jesus. You're seeing the Pharisees that hate the guy. Putting him down because their position and their authority and and there's these thieves just wanting to be accepted and wanting to be popular and wanting to be looked at and just in a different light going, yeah, what he said. 
Am I making sense? All right. Because that's foolish. You're going to have to take a stand somewhere. But popularity and being accepted will be a hindrance in your truth and in your walk with the Lord if that's what you're going to seek. And your position and your authority. You know, they just wanted to be seen different. So they join in on the mocking. Look at Mark 15, 15. They just wanted the people to like them. And thieves did. This is Pilate here. Mark chapter 15, verse 14. Then Pilate saith unto him, What evil hath he done? And they cried out more exceedingly, Crucify him! And look at this. And so Pilate, willing to content the people. That's what it was. They don't care about the truth. They just care about who's going to, which one's going to scream the loudest. Because that's what it says over there in verse number 11. But the chief priest moved the people that he should rather release Barabbas. You know what? They just, he's moving the people. That's what you see a lot of today. People getting programmed by their television, moving the people. They're willing to content the people. Look at Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23. And in verse number 22. And he said unto them a third time, this is Pilate again, and he said unto them a third time, Why, what evil hath he done? I have found no cause of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. And they were instant with loud voices requiring that he may be crucified. And pay attention. And the voices of them and of the chiefs, priests, what? Prevailed. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. Whoever screams the loudest. You know, even though the voices get louder, I don't want to compromise on truth. I've said that before. I said, you know, I'm not compromising on truth. If you don't know the difference, I call, if it's a woman looks like it's, yes, ma'am. I'm not playing your game. I'm not part of your pretend world. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. It ain't no other way. If you're not going to, you have to stay in this book. You have to stay. You have to stand for the truth. You can't be caught up in this world like everyone else is. We got to stand for it together. No, Peter, I'm not going to preach on it, but no, Peter, you know, he get, he got caught up. He got caught up, warmed himself by the fire, willing to contend. And the Lord says, you know what? You're going to deny me three times. And he's over there by that fire. He says, oh, Lord, I'm never going to deny you. And he did. Standing over there and warming himself by the fire. Oh, yeah, you did that. Aren't you one of them? I seen you in the garden. No, you didn't. 
No, he didn't. Oh, yeah, yes, I did. No, he didn't. And he started, he started cussing. And then, that's my best one. I'm not going to give it my all. You don't want me to anyway. I don't want to. But I don't want to warm myself by the fire. I'm not going to compromise on truth. And I pray you wouldn't today either. God has to take a stand. You know, I hear a turn over to John chapter 18. Back over to John. There's a hindrances of the truth. There's a hearing of the truth. John chapter 18 and verse number 37. He says, Thou sayest that I am king. And Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Did you know if you want to stake in the truth, everyone that is of the truth can hear his voice? Thank you. I got one. Jesus says it. Verse number 20. The high priest, verse number 19, the high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. Jesus answered him, says, I spake openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple, whether the Jews always resort and in secret said I nothing. Why askest thou me? Ask them which heard me. You know what? They couldn't get anyone to testify against him that agreed with themselves. I like, this guy said something, but it didn't match up with what he said. Finally, Jesus said, you know what? I am the king. And oh, he said he made himself the son of God. Boom, let's kill him. Truth. You know, I like getting around people that listen to God. I like hearing stories about people and their testimonies. That's what the Bible says. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, you read some of these stories in here and you say, you know what? He did that. And then, you, you know, you get a little bit further like we talked about. You know, the Elijah in your life that bring up some of the Obadiahs. And then pretty soon you're walking a little bit further, you know. I like those people. I like doing that. I like hearing stories of faith. I like Brother Gary Lutrick. I remember we was up in Sam. We was up there, and we heard Brother Gary Lutri was a couple years back, and he preached a revival up there at my brother-in-law's place, and we're all sitting there, and uh, I forget the one brother's name. What was his house? Uh, it doesn't matter. But we're all sitting there, and we're having such a good time fellowship and talking about the Lord. You know what I mean? Just talking about the Lord, and he's telling a story, and this guy's telling a story, and it wasn't one of those stories, you know. I, I went 10 miles. Oh, yeah, well, I went 15. Or I went 25. You know, I mean, it wasn't one of those. It was just this, the Spirit of God was there, and everybody's just sucking it in. We're all getting edified, and it was just a great time. And when we looked down, and it was Kevin, it was their dad. He looks down, and he goes, we got to be at the church in an hour. <laughs> and he was about the only one that was panicked. And I remember Gary had to preach, and Gary was just like, we kind of like having church right now. It's kind of been kind of good, you know what I mean? But just sucking it all up, you know what I mean? Just getting sharpened. Just hearing the truth. Hearing what God's done in people's lives. 
And I preached a sermon there, and that's what sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Here, and you know what? I just, I read this verse, and it, and it spoke to me, and then I, I never had to battle with sin after that. Or this verse got me through this trial. This brother said this to me, and he got it from a verse over here, and through a trial he went with, and now I'm better because of it. Hearing the truth. Just listening to that spirit. I listen to a lot of preaching. I don't listen to a lot of music. I listen to a lot of preaching when I'm when I'm driving in the car, when I'm going to work. And I like listening. I listen to Shady Acres down in Houston, Texas. And uh, and I like it. Sometimes I get on there and I mean, last time New Year's, I, I got up here and I preached on uh, Nehemiah. So, you know, New Year's, we had it all the time. I get back on there, flip through Shady Acres. Oh, Brian Green preached on Nehemiah too. I'm like, praise the Lord. All the way down Houston, Texas. You know, God's just still speaking. And Brother Cox. Brother Cox preached a sermon. I was working on a sermon in the way. I turned that on. He beat me to it. He preached a whole different passage in the way. I was like, man, that's kind of neat. Brother Cody Zorn. He's doing it for his Sunday school right now. He does a he does a question and answer. He's been writing questions. You know, we've been doing that with the teens. It was pastor's idea. Pastor come up and he says, you know what? Let's just do a little question and answer. If teens got questions. I just want to answer their questions. Well, that sounds good. Let's do that. We've been doing that for like quite a few months now. All of a sudden, I turn on Cody's owner over there, and we're doing question and answers for Sunday school. I'm like, man, that's North Carolina. Like what? That's good. Just lit the same spirit. Same spirit. All the way over there. So want to abide. You hear his voice lately? You've been listening to that still small voice? You still can. I think of Samuel. Samuel's always been kind of Samuel and Eli, that passage always kind of stuck out to me. I know when you're reading your Bible and it says, and says, and Eli had two sons, I'm like, I got two sons. I'm going to read pretty carefully. It says they didn't serve the Lord. It said Actually, the Bible says that they were sons of Belial, which means they was worthless. And he didn't restrain them. I'm not saying my sons are that way, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying... I paid attention when I was reading. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. But I like when it says over in Samuel, it says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. But you know what he kept doing? He kept being faithful to that church. He'd go over there and he'd do everything old Eli told him to do. He did everything he was told. He was doing this. He was doing that. He was listening. He was just doing it all right. And then one day the Lord spoke to him. And it says, And there the lamp of God went out in the house of God. And, he, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. And he called for Samuel and he said, here am I. So he runs in there to Eli. Eli, what do you want? He goes, man, I didn't call for you. So he goes back and he's like, well, what did I hear there? Samuel, Samuel. He goes back in there. Goes in three times and finally Eli. Because he knew. Because he knew, amen. He knew Lord wasn't talking to him. He said, man, I perceive that thou the Lord's talking to you. He said, go tell him, speak for thy servant or heareth. And he told him, at least he had enough sense. Are you listening this morning?
Turn over there to Second Timothy. This is a blessing passage right here. Second Timothy chapter three. Man, just continue listening, you know. Second Timothy chapter three. And in verse number 14, it says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which was able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Through faith. Amen. Through faith. Amen. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfectly thoroughly furnished. You know, this this book will make you, turn you from a child into a man. And by the way, that's not, that can be a woman too. Not a, we already know what I was going to say, but I'm not going to. You can be a man or a woman. That's it. And if you stick with this book, you can become a child of God. Just keep going on with the Lord. Now help you wise. This book will help you. Jesus will help you. That Holy Spirit will teach you. You gotta learn, listen, continue. That Bible says, through faith. But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Like Samuel. Like Elijah like Enoch, like Moses, like Daniel, Joshua. They just diligently continued. You know, I like those stories. But you know what? I, I, w- I want my own, too. Jesus said, go ask them. Go ask them that heard me. You know what? I, I said, well, go, go ask Mike. He's got a couple of stories. Don't be let down. I mean, time's stacking stones. I don't have time to go into all these stories, but I can tell you God has made himself a presence in my life that without a shadow of a doubt, there is no other explanation. None. Could that be asked of you today? We say, hey, go ask brother, sister, so-and-so. Would you have a story to tell of the time God spoke with you? Amen. Last, I'd just like to turn back over there to Luke. Luke chapter Luke chapter 23. There's a help in the truth. You know, the truth will help you. Knowing the truth will help you. I mean, this is kind of neat. This is a, this is the only time this is mentioned in scripture, this passage. It'll, it'll help you in making friends. It says in verse number six, when Pilate heard of, 
heard of Galilee, he asked whether the man were a Galilean. And as soon as he knew that he would belong to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who himself also was at Jerusalem at that time. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he was desirous to see him a long time and a long season, because he had heard many things of him. And he hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. I'm just going to... You know what Herod got from Jesus? Absolutely nothing. That's just a side note. Then he questioned with him in many words, but he answered him, nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him. And Herod with his men of war set him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. Look at this. And the same day, Pilate and Herod were made friends. That's the truth, buddy. They were made friends together because before they were at enmity between themselves. They didn't even like each other. Oh, that guy, he rules his city different than the way I rule my city. I rule my house different than that guy. I don't even... That guy's... Eh. But Jesus brought them together. That's the only way our government's going to have any healing, by the way. In case you haven't figured that out. If you're still caught up in all the... Just just sum it all up under the government and you're still caught up in all that stuff. If they don't have Jesus, there ain't no hope. Period. It's settled with me. I don't know. Did you hear what this? No, I don't care. I don't. They're not of the truth. And if two politicians can get together over Jesus and two Christians can't, there's a problem. No forgiveness. Enmity. Enmity. There was help in freeing Barabbas. Barabbas. I keep saying it wrong. 2315. Look at that. Nor yet Herod and I sent... Hold on. 2315. Nor yet, Herod, for I send unto you and him, lo, nothing worthy of death is done in him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. For of necessity, he must release on him the feast. Oh, 25. I'm sorry. Verse number 25. And he released him unto him for that physician and murderer that was cast into prison, of whom they had desired, but he delivered Jesus to their will. You know what the truth did? It helped old Barabbas. That murderer. Because of Jesus, he went forth a free man. I mean, you all seen Passion of the Christ? No, nobody's. It's kind of, anyhow, I've watched it. I mean, it's probably the best one out there if you're going to watch this movie. I don't know of a better one. But the character that plays, I keep saying Barabbas in there, that guy, he was rightfully casted. Because you look at him, you're like, man, that guy's nasty looking. I mean, he's like, eyes all messed up, scars on his face. He may, actually, I think it's what he, the maniac could would kind of look like. And when I see him, you know. But Jesus took that guy's place. Greater love hath no man than this. Scarcely for a righteous man would die. But not for somebody like that. But Jesus did. Amen. Jesus died for me. Jesus died for you. 
Not only that, I see a confession. Or I see a help and I see a help and forgiveness. Verse number twenty three, verse thirty nine. This is one of the one of the thieves finally repented. And of the male factors which were hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But others answering, he rebuked him, saying, Dost thou not fear God, seeing that thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for our received, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said, And verily I will say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. You know what? I see a confession of his sins. I see an acknowledgement of the truth and who he was. You know that's what that Bible teaches? That whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know what? If you don't need to be saved, what you need to be saved from? Your sin. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what the Bible teaches. And if you don't accept that free gift, then that's the only way you're going to go to hell. That's the truth. I see that confession. I see the confession of the centurion. I don't have time to get to it, but you you go through there. And that centurion soldier is there. The guys that participate in beating and crucifying the Lord. And he looks up and he says, Truly, this was the Son of God. Two passages, it says it both in Matthew, it says it in Mark. And thinking, Matthew, Mark, and then Luke, he says he was a righteous man. Certainly, this was a righteous man. That's that acknowledgement. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You know what I see? I see that thief had a change of heart. You know what I see? I see that centurion had a change of heart. He said, you know what? Truly, that was the Son of God. Truly, there was a revelation of what the truth was. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I mean, that's to be a memory verse for everybody. That's how you're going to restore that fellowship. Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Christ died for our our sins according to the Scriptures, rose again on the third day according to the Scriptures. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. You know what? There's a truth about hell too. It wasn't made for us. It's made for the angels. There's no truth in the devil. He's a liar from the beginning, is what Jesus said. You can only go there by rejecting the Lord. And you know you don't want to go there. Turn over there to John chapter 3 and we'll close with that.
John chapter 3. One of the most popular verses, I think it is the most popular verse in Scripture. John chapter 3 and verse number 16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's that gift, man. Have you called upon Him today? Without a shadow of a doubt, have you heard God's voice? Have you confessed your sins to an all-righteous and all-holy God and said, Lord, I am a sinner, save me? Have you done that today? For God sent His Son not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. That's what I need. My deeds be reproved. But he that cometh, he that doeth truth cometh to the light and his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Well, that's it, Christian. Neighbors, friends. Would you, would you stand for the truth today? I look around, mostly I see is, is, is Christians. There's still a world out there that needs a Savior. And we got to tell them of the truth. We can't stand by and just warm our hands by the fire, willing to content the people. If you've heard the truth, Jesus says, All of them that are of the truth heareth my voice. And we're called to stand, having our loins girt about with truth. That's what we are called today. And if you're not, if you're lost today, you don't know heaven's your home. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father by me. All you got to do is call upon his name and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead. And thou shalt be saved. It's a change of heart. Let's pray. Let's have the piano player come up. Brother Dan, time invitation. We're done. Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the truth. Lord, I help us, Lord, just to walk in it. Lord, help us, Lord, just to discern the voices, Lord. And even, Lord, even have to try those spirits, whether they be of you. Lord, help us, Lord, just, uh, Lord, listen and, Lord, bear witness of it. Lord, I pray today, Lord, if there's somebody here, Lord, that hasn't trusted Christ their Savior, Lord, I pray today to be the day 
You say, preacher, you know, I heard you, heard you ask that question. Would, would there be somebody like that today with uplifted hands saying, Lord? You know, I never, try, I never trusted Jesus Christ my Savior. Is there one person like that today? Just one. I see we're mostly Christians then, so. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you just touch our hearts, Lord, in the way only you can. Lord, thank you for your holy and precious word. And we would just sing unto you with all great and fullness of heart unto thee and the holy person that you are. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.